Welcome to Butterfly Theories, a podcast where we explore how leaders can solve complex problems by creating sustainable solutions. This is episode three, where we will identify who are leaders that can solve complex problems. I am your host, Anne-Marie Parin. I've always been curious and fascinated about helping others, especially leaders, solve the big, wicked and complex problems that have been challenging our communities and society. This podcast is my way to share what I found has worked and to invite you in joining me in leading in this emerging way. In this third episode, we will identify who are the leaders addressing the complex problems. And you might be surprised by the take I have on this podcast. Or I might be able to ignite what you also believe to be true about leadership. Either way, I would love to know what you think of this episode. If you have ever formally studied leadership, you may know that leadership is commonly defined as the ability to influence a group of people towards the achievement of a common goal. Great! Seems pretty straightforward, right? However, when we start to break apart this definition, we start to see it needs more clarity and have a lot more questions to explore. First, let's start with ability to influence. There are multiple ways to influence others, including by inspiring them, training them, rewarding them, or even coercing them. And I personally have issues with associating leadership with the power of coercion. And by that, I mean overusing power and threatening to ensure compliance. This is not leadership. This is bullying. And yeah, I know the difference between a directive and coercive leadership approach and bullying. First, leaders are using the authority to achieve a common goal. And in contrast, a bully's intent is really to use aggression and cause harm for no apparent common goal. However, having heard about the harm caused by a coercive and authoritarian style of leadership, I think in the long run, it will cause similar harm to the individual. I will explore this in another episode, but recent studies have shown how managers have a lot of impact on an individual's mental health and possibly even more than many other factors. So second, let's explore the achievement of a common goal. What do we mean by common? Does this mean that we need others to agree with it? Can we force them? or coerce them to agree with it? Does this mean any goal? Are there some goals that leaders should not be striving to influence others to achieve? What about what Hitler was trying to do? What about his common goal? He was definitely able to convince many it was worth it. Hitler's common goal was to create a master race of Aryans through a policy of racial segregation, expansionism, and aggressive militarism. Some would argue that Hitler was a leader, but it is not a model that we should aspire to if we want to solve complex problems. Joanne B. Syria wrote an amazing chapter on ethics and leadership effectiveness, where she suggests that the study of ethics is critical to understanding leadership, as there is a moral responsibility to leadership that must be included in our definition of who we recognize as leaders. These issues in defining leadership through an ethical lens 
include the personal challenges of authenticity, self-interest, and self-discipline, and moral obligations related to justice, duty, competence, and the greater good. If you are interested in reading the article, I left a link in the show note to help you find it. And then when we describe how leaders should behave, we often say that leaders motivate and inspire others by setting an example and providing guidance while also demonstrating the ability to mobilize resources, manage risks, and drive change. That also sounds great, but in a team, does a leader need to be the only one motivating? inspiring others? Is there only one leader? What is missing in this explanation is the leader to recognize when they need to lead and when they need to follow. Leadership and followership are closely connected because effective leadership requires the ability to both lead and follow. Leaders must be able to take initiative and provide direction while also being able to take direction from others and adjust their plans accordingly. Examples of good leaders that are also good followers include Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, and Malala Yousafzai. All of these individuals demonstrated the ability to both lead and follow. They led by example, taking initiative and providing direction, while also being able to take direction from others and adjust their plans accordingly. They were also able to mobilize people around their shared vision and values. Another question I have is, does being a manager, a director, a vice president mean that someone is a leader? Oh, did I just hear you chuckle? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Being in a formal position of management or authority does not in any way imply that we are a leader. Leadership has nothing to do with a title. However, if you are in a position of management, it is your responsibility to demonstrate leadership. And strangely, management is one of these positions we can get into without any prior management or leadership training. We often promote individuals because they have become an expert in an area. So I would also now confuse leadership or leading complex problems with expertise. And you will recall from episode two that expertise is helpful to solve complicated problems, but solving complex problems requires leadership. If leadership is also about followership, it means that a leader does not always need to be leading. They can be following. So is a leader really a title that you have and you retain? Or are we talking more about the act of leading and leadership? If it is not a title or a status, then it means it is more based on actions and behavior. And if it's based on actions and behavior, then this means that we are all capable of leadership depending on the circumstances and regardless of the position we may hold. What I'm saying is that you don't need to be in a formal position of management to demonstrate leadership. And if you are in a formal position of management, then think about how you are demonstrating leadership. My first management position was managing a team of executive assistants supporting the executives in a pediatric hospital. I had never been an executive assistant, and in fact, I had never formally managed anyone before. This was also a new role established by the CEO. 
What was funny, in hindsight, was that many of these executive assistants who previously reported to vice presidents or the chief of staff saw it as a demotion that they would now be managed by a non-administrative staff and just a manager. But that didn't last too long, and here's why. What I immediately recognize is that they had a critical role in being what I call a second brain to the vice presidents. And clearly, these vice presidents were strong leaders in the organization, but they needed a strong support team to be effective. I can tell you that the VPs who effectively used their executive assistants by empowering their assistants to own their work were way more effective than those who preferred to dictate to their assistants what they needed to do. What I mean by that is that when the VPs allowed to let go of some of the control of their calendars, managing priorities, and bring forward important items, they did not need to spend as much energy on managing their time or prioritizing their issues. Their executive assistants had prepared this for them, which created space and time for them to focus on other higher value priority work. However, to get at that level, you need to have established a strong relationship based on trust. And yes, in some cases, we needed to support the executive assistants in building the required competencies. When the relationship was established and well-functioning, people in the organization knew that they needed to work with the executive assistants to get what they needed from the VPs. And those executive assistants had to work with the assistants of directors and managers across the organization to get things done. As I recognized this role, I had empowered them to see themselves as leaders who were supporting senior leaders. They had to influence others within the organization to support their VPs and ultimately better serve the hospital. They also had to motivate their peers across the hospital, inspire the other admins in the organization, anticipate risks and challenges, and drive changes to make administrative processes more efficient. This is also leadership. Now, I'm not saying that executive assistants are leaders that would be leading the complex changes we are talking about in this podcast, but I am saying if we expanded our views and definition of leadership beyond titles and power, we can get more done. So let's move to the next point about the characteristics for leaders to drive transformational change and solve complex problems. The real leaders driving change in the world are those who are able to identify opportunities for improvement and act upon them. They have the courage to take risks for the greater good, the vision to see the potential for the future, and the determination to make it happen. They have excellent communication skills and interpersonal skills and are able to build consensus and forge relationships. Additionally, they are often creative thinkers who are able to find innovative solutions to complex problems. They are passionate about their cause and they bring enthusiasm and energy to their work. They are also highly organized and able to manage multiple tasks and projects simultaneously. And they are committed to learning and developing their skills and are constantly striving to be better. While this description sounds exciting and full of opportunities, it is, in fact, very challenging work. This kind of work requires us to step outside the matrix and learn to see the system and processes that humans have developed. Some of these systems 
are actually there and preventing the change that needs to happen. I recently watched this amazing short video online that makes the point. I've included the reference to the original video in the show notes, but I will summarize the story here. The story is shared by a student returning from a life-changing experience. She went to class that morning, and as the students entered the room, they noticed the room setup was different. There was only a circle of chairs and a table in the middle. As the students walked in, the professor immediately told them to be quiet and take a seat, and anyone not listening to the instructions would immediately fail the course. The students were shocked by this atypical behavior from the professor, but they complied. Once all the students sat down, the professor brought a fishbowl. Inside the fishbowl was a goldfish happily swimming. The professor reminded the students to not talk and to not leave their chairs or they would fail the class. As the students shared the story in the video, you can see she is still visibly shaken by what happened. And I'm not doing it justice by recounting it here. Anyways, the professor then proceeds by pulling the goldfish out of the fishbowl, puts the fishbowl back on the table and the goldfish beside it. He then leaves the classroom. The student sharing the story is noticing all these different emotions and feelings she's experiencing. She's an A-plus student. She doesn't want to fail this class. But she also sees that the goldfish is struggling and knows it will die if it is not returned to the fishbowl. The students stare at each other, wondering what to do. After about two minutes, which I can only imagine must have felt like an hour, one of the students, a woman, gets up and says, F this, and returns the goldfish to its bowl. There was a sigh of relief. At this point, the professor enters the class, looked at the students, and just said, look at what the world has done to you. I can only imagine the heaviness the students were facing. They were stuck in the expectations of society to get good grades, study well, and listen to the professor. But they didn't question at what cost. This story had such an impact on me. Interestingly, I'm reading Influence by Robert Cialdini, and he describes the power of authority in influencing others. We even see this example in healthcare where Physicians have a lot of authority and that others might not speak up to point out their mistakes, even if there is a possibility that the mistake might harm a patient. Thankfully, this is a well-documented issue in healthcare, and we have seen work to break this down and make healthcare safer for patients, but there's still more work to be done. In this story, the woman who got up demonstrated leadership she knew there was going to be a risk for her action, and as she contemplated what to do, she judged that the suffering and life of the goldfish was not worth her grade in the grander scheme of things. Demonstrating leadership to solve complex problems means that we need to see beyond the existing paradigms, barriers, and rules that are in the way of doing the right thing. Now, how do we define what the right thing to do will be the topic of a separate podcast. 
My main message about leadership to solve complex problems are leadership is a behavior, not a title. Good leadership requires ethical and moral considerations. Anyone can act as a leader as long as their intentions are to serve a common goal for the greater good. And finally, it takes courage to break through the established structures. Putting a goldfish back into a bowl really only needed one student to get up. Some of the complex problems we have to address takes coalitions of people to be engaged. We'll continue exploring these in upcoming episodes. This is it for this week's podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, or if you have a different perspective to share, send me an email at curiosity at butterflytheories.org. For a transcript of the show, or to sign up to my newsletter, visit www.butterflytheories.org. Remember, if you found this episode helpful and think someone else might benefit from listening, please share them a link. And don't forget to follow the show to stay informed as new episodes are released. Stay open and curious, my friends. It's the only way to lead in complexity.